Welcome back, MTN Nets podcast, reacting to this Nets win over the Clippers, first home win of the year. A lot of mixed emotions here because, unfortunately, Cam Thomas left the game with uh, a sprained left ankle. Those usually take at least a couple weeks. And we know how great Cam Thomas has been this year. Just had 40 points last game in that Milwaukee close loss. But um, even this game, he was getting off to a great start. So it, it's a shame. It sucks. This team literally feels cursed anytime something good is happening for this team it just gets taken away from us i think we know about that by now but on the bright side the nets do get this win 100 to 93 this is a pretty low scoring game for today's nba but um a really good team win i mean they're up and down the roster it feels like everybody contributed to this win the Clippers obviously have a lot of newness to them, but that is a really good team on paper. So any wins impressive in this league, and I think this one's pretty impressive as well. Um, it was pretty sloppy at times, a lot of stupid turnovers. Uh, Harden threw a pass to Ian Eagle, who was broadcasting the game. So uh, a pretty entertaining, a funny game. Ended nicely for Brooklyn, but of course the Cam Thomas didn't really just like... You know, I don't know. You can't fully enjoy it because he's probably our best player and he's the most entertaining guy to watch right now. So it sucks and hopefully he recovers as soon as possible. But of course, leave a like and let's get into it. So this one didn't start out too pretty. Um, the Nets only had 13 points in the first quarter and they were really struggling to get any type of offense. It felt like in that first quarter, anytime they drove to the basket, they were getting ripped, getting stripped and turnovers and just every bad thing imaginable even some of their points were like you know balls that were fumbled they would just pick up and, and make a you know make their shots but it was just a very ugly first quarter in terms of uh, their offensive possessions luckily the Clippers kind of beat themselves tonight in some areas like shooting wise they only shot 22 percent from three eight for 36 Turnover-wise, the Clippers had 16, which is a pretty good amount. So the Nets had 14, so two less. But it did feel like the Clippers did beat themselves in a lot of ways, and they definitely could have pulled away with this game at some point in the second quarter. But they couldn't do it. And really, you know, that I, I got to give a shout-out to the Nets. I mean, they keep fighting even with Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas for half the game, all those guys missing. And they're out here fighting with Trendon Watford and Dayron Sharp and Dennis Smith Jr. Lonnie Walker's been incredible. Um, all these guys stepped up and they got this game. You know, they won their first game, got back to 500. Well, first home game, I meant to say. But yeah, it's it's a great team win. So let's go up and down the team and see who played well today, what happened. Uh, Finney Smith, after a very... You know, not so good a game versus Milwaukee, probably his first bad game of the year. He bounced back pretty nicely, shot four of eight from three, had nine rebounds, some big rebounds in this game, three blocks. That was great to see. Had 12 points overall, was a plus four. Royce O'Neal was also four of eight from three. He was just on fire in the first half. I think early second quarter, he was knocking down back-to-back -back threes. He had one three taken off the board because I think it was Dennis Smith Jr. had an offensive foul on Zubak right before that shot was taken, so that was unfortunate. But um, And that's another thing. The refs were, not that call in particular, but the refs were pretty brutal for a, a few moments in this game. I mean, there were two plays where Mikel Bridges, who rarely ever gets mad at refs, I've never seen it in like, you know, I don't know how many games Mikel's been a net by now, but I just don't see it very often. Mikel Bridges 
told the ref to wake the fuck up because he missed the call. And, like, you never see Mikel Bridges do that. Even Spencer Dinwiddie, who, of course, he's a guy who will complain to refs a lot, but he was slapped on the arm as well. No call for either him or uh, Mikel Bridges. So two missed calls. And it happened within, like, a two-minute span. So it just really crappy officiating there. Um, there was something else too. Even that Russell Westbrook late play, he had a drive and the ball hit off him, went on, went out of bounds, and they called it as Clippers ball. So just stuff like that. But I think there was another call I'm forgetting that was pretty bad too. But anyway, um, Royce O'Neal, you know, he was pretty good tonight. Ten rebounds, shot the ball well. He had three blocks as well, so that was great to see. I feel like he played good defense for the most part in this one. Um, a lot of guys played good defense tonight, and of course, some of that is with the Clippers uh, missing shots that they probably should have made. Mikel Bridges was 4 of 11. He has not shot the ball too efficiently this year but his one made three-pointer was a big three-pointer to go back up by 10 when the Clippers started making the game closer in like the middle of the fourth quarter so a clutch play there he had that clutch put back it wasn't a dunk it was a weird play the Nets were up I think by four or six you know getting late in the fourth quarter probably four or five minutes left and Mikel Bridges had that put back after Dorian Finney-Smith missed that straight on three-pointer so a nice play by him there but yeah Mikel was fine I mean no dumb turnovers I don't think for him he did have three right I can't remember any dumb turnovers though but uh you know Bridges had some bad moments this year with turnovers but I feel like this game was not too too bad only 10 points it really feels like more um he did contribute with eight rebounds seven assists two steals two blocks he really filled up the stat sheet but of course with a guy like Mikel Bridges you would like to see him score you know over 20 points now with Cam Thomas gone he's going to have to really step up the scoring. We're going to have to see the same Mikael Bridges that we saw down the stretch of last year where he's scoring like, you know, 22, 23 points per game. You know, his stat line was pretty nice tonight, not the efficiency, but like the blocks, the steals, the assists, all that stuff. But 10 points is not enough for Mikael Bridges if Cam Thomas is out for an extended period of time. And here's a guy who has to step up again is Spencer Dinwiddie. He had 26 minutes tonight. He made a big three-pointer to make it 97-90, kind of the dagger. I kind of, I felt very good after that shot about our chances of winning this game. So a big shot by uh, Spencer to make it 97-90 late in this game. Only seven points. He shot two of eight overall, two of seven from three, one of two at the line. He had three rebounds, four assists. So it was a good move by Jock Vaughn to put him back in the game late. I think they need that veteran leadership, that ball handler, because my God, I don't want to see Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith as our point guard late in the game. I just don't want to see it. So to bring in um, Dinwiddie, definitely the right move, especially with Cam Thomas out once again. So it was good to see Spencer in there and closing out the game, making a big shot. And he's a guy as well, along with Mikel Bridges, and really everybody has to step up now, but he's another guy, Dinwiddie, that has to step up and make his shots now that Cam Thomas is going to be out for a bit. Um, here's Cam Thomas. He was 6 of 14, 0 of 2 from 3. He did make that one shot where his toe was on the line, which always gives me PTSD as a Nets fan, but his toe was on the line. They called it a, a two-pointer. It was the right call. Shot it right in James Harden's face. But Cam was, um, he was pretty good. I mean, did have two pretty bad turnovers, but... You know, as I said, the Clippers were really good with just getting their hands in passing lanes and stripping the ball away from guys. Like, they were playing great defense in the first half, not so much in the second half, but the Clippers' defense came out 
um, playing really well. But yeah, Cam Thomas, it's a shame. It really sucks. He is the guy I look forward to um, watching the most on this team now and, you know, see him out for a bit. It's it's really crappy. I saw even Tyler Hero turn his ankle tonight, who was off to a great start this year for the Heat. So just crappy situation. You hate to see it. With all the injuries this team has had this year, it's like they it's just piling up at this point. You know what I mean? Like, so many guys that are key contributors are just out right now and you know pretty much they have four starters out like if everyone's healthy cam johnson's a starter ben simmons is a starter uh nick claxton's a starter cam thomas is a starter so four guys four out of the five starters are out of course the iron man mikhail bridges is the left uh, the one left standing but just uh it sucks. And speaking of the Bucks series, I brought that up, the PTSD thing. It's it's pretty funny how, like, the guy who turns Cam Thomas's ankle, it wasn't like it was his fault. It wasn't like a Giannis situation on Kyrie. But it's pretty ironic how the guy who, you know, Cam Thomas stepped on was P.J. Tucker, who, of course, was a big part of that Bucks team that year. But anyway, uh, Trenton Watford had 19 minutes. He played well. Trenton Watford came in, made a three-pointer when he first came in the game. He had five rebounds, two assists, three steals. Um, he had a really crazy sequence in the early fourth quarter. It may have been the first play of the fourth quarter where I think it was him who got the steal on James Harden. Then he threw a turnover, and then the Clippers turned the ball over two seconds later. It led to that and one by Dayron Sharp, who we'll get to in a bit. He was so up and down today, a complete roller coaster. But Trenton Watford is a really good energy piece off the bench. He also had a poster dunk. On P.J. Tucker, it was called an offensive foul. Jacques Vaughn tried to challenge it, and unfortunately, it was, you know, the call stood. So, an offensive foul, but, you know, it was one of those, like, 50-50 type calls. It just, I don't think, like, you know, I get that if a guy has two feet planted and he's, you know, falls backwards uh, on contact, it's going to be a charge, like, nine times out of ten. But it's really, it's not like Trendon Watford, like, extended his arm or anything like that so yeah i don't know it's just it is what it is but it was cool to see that i think it really got the bench hyped up there so trenton watford a really good like energy game for him he brought a lot to the team tonight and um he's a guy if ben simmons misses time with this hip um he'll definitely get some minutes out there so um and i, I tweeted this before too or i posted this on x um i gotta get that right i keep saying tweet but yeah i posted this before i basically said like, why can't Ben Simmons drive to the basket like Trendon Watford does? Now, it's a crazy sentence. If you think about me saying that, like, why can't our $40 million player drive to the basket like our veteran minimum player? It's a crazy sentence, but it's true. Like, Ben Simmons is coming off a three-point game versus the Bucks. I know they have Brooke Lopez, they have Giannis, blah, blah, blah. But, like, man, you got to score more than that. And I feel like Trendon Watford just has like this I don't give a damn type attitude going to the rim. If he goes to the line, he's fine with it. If he has to dunk over a guy, he's fine with it. If he has to make that floater, he's fine with it. Like, why can't Ben Simmons do what Trendon Watford does when going to the basket? It's sad to ask that question, but like, I have to ask it. Like, I'm kind of getting to a point where I'm like kind of annoyed with Ben Simmons. Like, yes, he's helping the team. He's been a positive this year, but He's another guy. With Cam Thomas out, you can't be averaging three or four points in a game. You just can't do it, Ben Simmons. We need, I'm not asking for 15 or 20. Give me like eight to 10 points a game. I'm not asking for the world here, but Ben Simmons can't be out there looking for, you know, two or three shots a game, two or three points in a game. It has to be better. 
So drive to the basket, stop being afraid of the free throw line, stop being afraid of the basket. It's just, it, it's tough to watch at this point. Like, I think he looks better. I do. I think physically Ben Simmons looks a lot better this year. It's it's very easy to tell. He's played really good defense. He's one of the best rebounders in the NBA this year. I think he's like ranked 11th or something in the NBA in rebounds per game. But the scoring, it, you can't be a zero scoring wise. You can't bring nothing to the table. You know, he's like a P.J. Tucker. You can't do that, Ben Simmons. You know, P.J. Tucker, he does make a good amount, P.J. Tucker. But, you know, whether there was collusion there with the Sixers or not. But, you know, still, you can't bring nothing to the table as a uh, as a scorer. Anyway, Dayron Sharp, the young center, just turned 22 a few days ago. I think it was uh, Monday was his birthday. And he started out this game so embarrassing. I wanted him benched right away. And I'm pretty tough on Dayron. I'm not going to lie. Like, he pisses me off the most probably of any player on this team. And you can see why. Like, I think he tried that move where he either went behind the back or something. He lost the ball. He had another play where he couldn't grab the ball because, of course, his hands are very, uh, you know, butterfingers whatever you want to say like he just has a tough time grasping the ball sometimes and you know he just had great moments in this game and moments where he looked like he didn't belong in the nba so dayron sharp had a very up and down game overall he was four of nine made all three of his foul shots that was big four offensive rebounds five or uh, four offensive rebounds nine rebounds total in 19 minutes he had two steals he had no blocks, two turnovers, but yeah, like two turnovers for a center. Like, I can't have that. Like, come on. Like, some of these plays by him were so stupid, and he came in right away, made two or three horrible plays when he first came in the game. He made a really stupid play in the early fourth quarter. I forget what it was now, but something else with him that drove me crazy. So, if Dayron finds consistency, he's a like he could be a really good rotation player. I don't think Dayron's ever going to be like a... I don't know, like a 20 and 10 type guy. I don't see that being the outcome with him, but like he has decent touch. He has a decent jump shot. Um, He's really good at tracking the ball off the rim. Like he knows where a ball is going to be. There's just guys like, not that I was this incredible. I was not an incredible basketball player by any means, but I felt like when I played, like I always had a good idea of where the ball was going to be coming off the rim. Like some guys just track the ball well. So that's like one of the few things I can compliment myself on. Um, even being five, nine, like I am, but for Dayron, like, I feel like he's kind of similar in that way. Like he can track where the ball is, how it's going to come off the rim. And he's always in the right spot to grab it. He had some very impressive rebounds tonight. And I think they said that last game on the broadcast, how Dayron just has a really good feel for how the ball is going to just come off the rim, where to be, um, leverage with his body, boxing his guy out. Like he's good at that stuff. So I definitely have to give him a shout out for that. Dennis Smith Jr., like 25 minutes that's that's definitely not light that's 25 minutes for dennis smith jr he had five assists he had two steals he had a great steal on james harden which led to that day around sharp and one um he did a really good job on harden by the way in like the fourth quarter early fourth quarter he had a steal on harden i think early in the fourth quarter and he was like full court pressing him he created a turnover and that led to the day around sharp and one uh smith was over three on three pointers i mean his jump shot looks so bad sometimes he made he took one jumper from like the left elbow and he just basically bricked the hell out of it like it almost got like wedged between the the rim and the backboard so like i love dennis smith jr's energy he had his first dunk as a net tonight i believe and it was a you know really nice dunk but the jump shot man it's it's got to be better you know it's it's probably like the 
the worst thing about Dennis Smith. Like he ran the offense okay. Like when he was point guard, he was fine. But that jump shot can really be like detrimental to this team. And I feel like every time he shoots the ball, it's just like, man, <laughs> like don't please don't shoot. And sometimes it works. I I feel like in the first game of the year he made a big corner three. He may have had one last game. Like he he every few games or so he'll make a big three, but like it's still not consistent. And I just wished I was a part of his game that was just better. Um, Lonnie Walker the fourth incredible game. He stepped up big time after Cam Thomas went out, made a couple threes right away after the uh, ankle injury. Twenty eight minutes, eight of six from or eight of sixteen from the field. Eight of six would be pretty damn good. Oh, too bad it's not possible. Uh, three of seven from three, two of two at the line. Didn't do much else, really. One rebound, one steal, one block. But uh, he was awesome. He was a plus 10, uh, just a guy who was the microwave scorer off the bench. And this team needs it. Like, I don't know if he'll be starting with Cam Thomas out, but you can make the argument that um, that Lonnie Walker deserves to start with Cam Thomas out. Like, I don't hate that at all. Um, he's been great off the bench. Maybe you don't want to mess with that. But I, I feel like with Cam Thomas' scoring out of the lineup, this is the guy who has to step up, Lonnie Walker. Like, he he filled in perfectly tonight. They don't win this game probably without Lonnie Walker. I got to be honest. Like, his 21 points were the difference in this game. If you replace that with some other scrub who is putting up five points, you're probably not winning this game. So, Lonnie Walker was probably the player of the game like he was awesome so if he can keep this up that'd be great he has scored double digit points in every game he's played in this year he was still inexcusably a coach's dmp on opening night which probably cost him that loss honestly to the Cavs. but it's in the past but anyway um yeah maybe he starts going forward but um whether it's starting or off the bench, he's probably one of the best scorers on this team, and hopefully that continues. I hope this is not just like a, a fluke. I hope this is really what Lonnie Walker can be for this team this year. Maybe not 21 a night, but, you know, at least double digits every night. That'd be great. So nice to have him. Such a great signing by Sean Marks, who, you know, Sean Marks' signings continue to look really good, whether it's, you know, Lonnie Walker or um, Trenton Watford. The draft pick of Cam Thomas looks phenomenal. So, you know, got to give uh, Sean Marks some credit. He was a guy I was very tough on the past few years, but, you know, he's had a great offseason. Even um, Armani Brooks, he had a great game versus the, uh, was it the Heats, the Miami game? I think it was the game in Miami. He was awesome. So, you know, so far those signings are working out. We have still not seen Harry Giles yet. I want to see him, but not yet. But uh, let's go through some of the team stats. I mentioned that the Clippers only shot 22% from three. Clippers were 13 of 13 at the line. Nets were 11 for 13. Um, offensive rebounds, Nets had three more, 14 to 11. Total rebounds, it was 48-51. Clippers had the advantage there. But I feel like... There wasn't there wasn't any like really bad moments where the Nets couldn't grab a board. It wasn't like the Bucks game where Giannis had that missed three and Lopez tapped it out and Giannis got the same shot and made it. It wasn't like that kind of situation. Like nothing bad like that happened tonight, but I just feel like the Clippers had Zubak and we didn't. Like it is what it is. He's the biggest guy on the floor. Uh same amount of assists, 22 apiece for each team, same amount of steals. 10 apiece for each team. Nets had two more blocks, a lot of blocks in this game. You know, I think DFS and Royce combined for eight blocks by themselves or six. So that was pretty fun. Nets had two less turnovers. 
Nets had one more point on fast breaks. The Clippers had 14 more points in the paint. I mentioned Zubat. He was a pretty um, big piece of that, of course, when he was you know, getting his dunks and his easy putbacks and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nets had a 10-point lead was their largest lead. I think it was 100-90, to 90, so pretty much at the end of the game. And the Clippers had a largest lead of eight, which I believe was in the second quarter. So the Clippers had their chance to put this game away. They didn't do it. So it is what it is. Um, I got to give the Nets a lot of credit for for fighting, getting back to 500 this year, making it four and four on the year. I believe we're at Boston on Friday, which I think is the playing tournament. We know how great Boston is. They're coming off now two straight losses. I believe they lost to the Sixers tonight. So Boston's going to be hungry for a win. We are very shorthanded. There's a chance that Cam Johnson's back. He was doubtful today, so maybe if he progresses well the next two days, he's playing on Friday, but I wouldn't bank on it. I would honestly lean more towards the Nets kind of – it is the playing tournament. I don't know how much they care about it or not, but like maybe this is the game where they give some guys some rest. Um, obviously, Mikel Bridges won't be resting, but maybe they give like Royce or DFS a night off or something because – you know, your chances of beating the Celtics in Boston coming off two straight losses, it's pretty slim, given all the injuries. If we were fully healthy, I'd say, yeah, go for it. But with all the injuries, Cam out, Clax out, probably Cam Johnson out, um, Ben Simmons is iffy. I mean, at that point, like, you're probably not going to win. Hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I try to be realistic about my teams. So, um, but even if they get the four and five, I feel like the schedule gets a little easier after that. So, it's nice to get this win. I want to see what their schedule is going forward. Let's take a look real quick if I can pull this up. As I mentioned, at Boston on Friday, um, was that the last tough game? Yeah, it kind of it kind of gets easy after that. So Sunday is home versus Washington, then home versus Orlando at Miami, home versus the Sixers at Atlanta, home versus the Heat, home versus the Bulls, home versus the Raptors, home versus the um, for home versus the Hornets. And then home versus the Orlando Magic. Then they have that like nine-day break due to the uh, tournament. So it's like a mini All-Star break in a way. Or is it even a mini All-Star? How long is the All-Star break? I feel like it's also like nine days or so. I don't know. It's a pretty like big break there. December 2nd to December 11th. That's a pretty decent-sized break there. So we got like 10 games or so until that break happens. Maybe like 11, 12, I ain't counting, but um, something like that. So, yeah, hopefully this team can be around 500, maybe a couple games over 500 by the time that break happens and we can get our team fully healthy for the first time because after – after that, uh, you know, tournament championship, there's going to be a tough road trip, an entire West Coast trip, Sacramento, Phoenix, Denver, Golden State, Utah. So five very tough road games out the gate there. So I want to get to the mini all-star break um, about 500, hopefully a couple games over and take it from there. But we'll see what happens on Friday. Hope for the best. They're on national TV. It's ESPN, so I hope it's not an embarrassment, but we'll see what happens. But uh, a good win tonight. It was fun to watch. Sucks watching Cam get hurt, but hopefully he recovers quickly. And I'll talk to you guys next time.